Transcend. This word has been described as to go beyond, to surpass, or to exist above and independent of, or to triumph over negative or restrictive aspects. Welcome to the Transcendent Leader Podcast. My name is Maria Joreco. I'm an immigrant, a member of the visible minority, an Asia professional who specializes in diversity and inclusion work. My goal is to help you, our listeners, be the best version of yourselves, to level up, to live better, and to lead better. If you want to develop the skills, capabilities, and inclusive behaviors of your leaders and employees, contact me at maria at theinclusionjourney.com. That's my email address. It's maria at theinclusionjourney.com. And you'll also see that information in the note pages of this podcast. Hi, everyone. Good afternoon and welcome to our Transcendent Leader podcast. Um, I'm very much uh, privileged to have a special guest today. Uh, She will tell you about her expertise when it comes to uh, leadership and how it relates to project management and managing your time. So I'd like to call in our special guest, Amy, Amy Edge. Uh, She is a certified director of operations. Um, So Amy, uh, join me and uh, can you tell me, you know, who you are and what you do and why the work that you do is very important to you. Yeah, I'm first of all, I'm so excited to be here and so honored that you chose me as a guest in your podcast. It's super exciting. Um, a little bit about me. I'm a former childhood educator turned into an impact entrepreneur, uh, totally by accident, just something that I kind of fell into and then leaned into. And so for the last eight years, I've been working as an operations and project management expert for visionaries and change makers in the online space, typically coaches and creatives. And so I've used that past educator experience to really hone in on those like innate skills that I got from the education background and my um, in my schooling to really show up for my clients as an operational leader and integrator within their business. And so through that strategic partnership, with my visionary clients, we really work towards increasing their profits, empowering their team, and scaling their business with complete ease instead of frustration. And so that's kind of like where I got started and and kind of still where I'm going. And it's all about uh, creating a business that is moving their vision forward instead of being stalled in and stuck in the, what do we have to do right now to do X, Y, and Z? So really looking more long-term than uh, checking a box every day. Mm-hmm. And so your typical clients, are they um, corporates? Are they small to medium business owners, solopreneurs? Um, yeah, so typically my clients are all online-based businesses. So an online-based coach, or a creative, like a photographer or an event planner. And typically those clients have a small-ish team, meaning they have about three to 10 people on their team. And so they're constantly, they're looking, you know, they're at six figures, but they're wanting to scale to seven or eight 
or even a million. And so that's what I really work with them in honing those operational pieces in their business. That's very interesting. And so you integrate uh, the operational work with some sort of a project management, time management um, Absolutely. pieces. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and you know, um, it's very, uh, sometimes myself, I, I don't see myself as, uh, uh, you know, the need to be very um, knowledgeable in terms of project management. But I think, you know, as a business owner to, you know, doing projects, delivering trainings, it's project management is very much integrated in what I do. And so, just for you know, the benefit of our audience right now, um, can you differentiate between uh, what is uh, you know an urgent task as well as what you identify as an important task, and uh, you know differ differentiating those two as well as where they give most priority with? Yeah, definitely. Well, first let me start by saying even if you don't feel like you are a project manager and you don't hold that role because you're like the CEO, you're still probably at the point project managing yourself or project managing your business, because it's all about just kind of looking at the project, assigning due dates and assigning who's going to do it. So we're all doing project management, even if it's not necessarily what we enjoy doing or what to do. I mean, it's not even your, your title at work, right? So exactly. Do, yeah. Mm -hmm. Everyone has to have some sort of project management skill um, in order to be a, an effective part of that team. But to get back to your point, what differentiates an urgent task and important task? And so I wanna identify both of those first to make sure we're on the same page. An urgent task is an item that demands immediate attention. And an important uh, task is an item that affects your long-term goal and strategy. So that's when we're looking at these two different pieces or two different buckets, that's what we're kind of looking at urgent and important. And so when we think about, oh man, like how do I even classify is something urgent or is something important? One of the best ways that I'm able to do that with any business owner or myself or CEO is to place them in a time management matrix. And so sometimes people use the Eisenhower matrix or the matrix from Stephen Covey. There's all of these, you know, different sort of ones. And, but the principle is essentially the same. And each of the, so it's shaped like a square and then it's divided into four quadrants. And so each quadrant has a different property and it's designed to really like help you prioritize what goes in what, what's in, an urgent item, what's important, and who and what are those responsibilities. So if we're thinking through how do we continue to classify, we're looking at each of these quadrants. So quadrant one would be something that's urgent and important. And so for an example, we would say like a deadline to send in a deposit, like that's typically something urgent and important. Mm -hmm. Then we can move to quadrant two two, which is not urgent, but it's important. So an example in your business would be like planning your annual budget, which is urgent, not urgent, but definitely important. Then quadrant three is urgent, but not important. And this I think is the most dangerous quadrant because this is where you typically uh, go to try to avoid the other items. Just like it's just kind of natural for us to go. Mm -hmm. 
uh, there. And then our last quadrant is not urgent and not important. And this is what I call the procrastination quadrant. And so this is where we get sucked into like scrolling social media or like organizing papers or doing something that's not actually what we need to be doing. And so a lot of people spend a lot of time there when they really shouldn't be. So once we have, once we understand these things, we just look at all of our actionables, we look at our project plan, and then we place them into the quadrants where they go. And it's really easy looking at it that way to say, okay, where should I spend the most time? What's my next step? And who can I delegate this out to? Mm -hmm. Or have it stack and figure out how can you get out of that procrastination quadrant? And so do you do um, a one-on-one -on -one type of uh, support or coaching to your clients? Or is it like a group program that you have? When you I actually, as of right now, I don't do any one-to-one -one coaching or a group program. This is typically uh, support that I just have to give my teams mm -hmm. or um, ongoing as I work fractionally with most of my clients, or it's just something that I help coach my clients, my CEOs through uh, because they get stuck in the rabbit hole of doing all of the things that aren't actually moving the business forward, or they look at their teams and they start uh, delegating tasks that are more check the box sort of tasks instead of actually looking at tasks that would move something forward. So this um, idea is just brought about how I support my clients just mm -hmm. ongoing as mm -hmm. we look at their vision and their long-term strategic planning. Mm -hmm. And I see it is, this is very important when it comes to looking at the uh, work-life balance itself, right? So I mean, uh, we only have, if you're working, what, eight hours in a day, maybe if you're a business owner, you spend more time, um, more than eight hours to really make sure that your business is up and running. And this particular uh, time management and you know, project management uh, awareness tool, or you know, just the typical awareness that you know you need to classify, you know, what what is urgent, important, will really help people um, have that work-life balance that they wanted. Um, that's how I see, you know, the usefulness of this one too. Plus the fact that, um, you know, sometimes we are when we are so busy. You need that other person, another person who will say to you, okay, so this is the things that you're missing and this is the things that you need to focus on. And um, I like the work that you do because uh, you are helping people who are very busy to identify that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one of my roles when I step into working with a client is to get them out of the day-to-day -day pieces of their business and stop making those day-to-day -day decisions and so they can really sit in the piece of their business where they're really casting the vision and building the pieces of their business that are going to pull that vision forward. And not like the 60 day vision, but like our three to five year vision. And that's where my visionary counterparts really need to sit. So it's my job to pretty much filter all of the quote unquote noise from the team and really build the processes and the planning for their team, for the project, for our launches and really handle all of those things. And then come to my CEO and say, okay, this is what we're doing. Here's the actual one, two, three decision that I need you to make. This is what you need to move forward on and really giving them that 
rock solid plan. Otherwise, visionaries will either one, just get totally distracted because they don't want to be in the details, or two, they were they will try to do all of the things and they will not do it well whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, that's very um, you know um, important too. Because my next question to you is, how do you ensure, uh, how, as a leader, how do they um, ensure that uh, they are effectively distributing or delegating tasks and responsibilities to their um, uh, staff? Yeah, so I think that's a really important question, and um, I will quote a, a kids' movie and song for this, which is "Let It Go." Um, so that's from Frozen, <laughs> if you're not uh, familiar Very with much it. familiar with that. Yeah, my niece love that. <laughs> yeah. So letting go is really the biggest aspect of being able to effectively delegate or distribute those projects. Um, a lot of times CEOs or even just the project leaders instinctively just keep those details or tasks on their plate, even though they know they should delegate them. And a lot of that comes down to mindset issues that are attached to that project. And most of those, what I have found is it, it ties back to the what if principle, right? What if they don't do it the way that I want it to do? Want them to do? What if they don't follow my process? What if? What if? There's it always ties back to that. So a lot of times when I'm working with a project leader or a CEO, I'm working them through like this mindset and really developing like a process of how we can move forward and really pull that off of their plate. Second to that, when we are letting go, we have to completely trust our team. We have to trust that integrator, our operations leader. We have to be able to like trust each individual team member. And in turn, they have to trust the leader of the business as well. And then each team member has to trust the other team member. So that is really important. And that is facilitated by our, our team culture, our company culture. And so once we have really decided, okay, we're gonna let this go, we facilitated this work life or work culture for our team and we can start shifting behaviors here. And so the first step is to stop delegating a task. So we get a lot, we get caught up in saying, okay, I'm going to delegate this task so I can get it off my plate and go to somebody else. So for instance, I'm no longer going to set up my blog posts on WordPress, I'm going to give that over to somebody. That is a task. And instead, we want to delegate our responsibility. So instead of saying, oh, I'm going to give over putting this blog on WordPress, now we're delegating the responsibility. I'm going to hold WordPress and blogging and content creation over to this team member. And so when we do this, we're serving as a leader within the team that's facilitating growth, um, opportunity, uh, building this person up. And that is really what the leader, the CEO needs to do. The second step is making sure we have clarity around this responsibility and around the person. So who does this person need to be? And what do they need specifically to fill this responsibility? clarity around those outcomes and the expectations. What do we need to ensure success? How can we set this person up for success? That's really important. And then having, you know, expected checkpoints and milestones, milestones and 
and having a juncture for feedback that's available. And then we're just building accountability. We're building self-efficiency, autonomy into the role. And as a leader, you're not now concerned, is this person doing the task that I want? You're concerned about, or you're focused on building an atmosphere that embodies growth, both personally and professionally, through coaching that team member, through training that team member, to meet that desired expected result. Mm -hmm. Wow. You know, um, these are very powerful words because um, uh, just you uh, describing to us a journey that a leader should be taking in order to really um, make sure that uh, there's an alignment when it comes to the clarity, when it comes to the vision, when it comes to the task. Um, this, this particular situation uh, is very uh, much desirable when you want to build, uh, make sure that your team is uh, um, empowered as well as uh, you're creating that inclusive workplace, which um, I'm really pushing and I'm really, you know, helping leaders to understand. Um, trust, you mentioned, is very important. And so um, I think uh, if a leader is very uh, much sure of what he or she needs to do in terms of uh, you know, the role that she is uh, doing as a leader, um, she can clarify that particular vision and have that conversation and expectation with the team. So I see two things here. I heard two things that are very important, the leadership factor and the team factor. So, and trust is uh, very essential in terms of those two um, levels in the, in the organization. So yeah, very, um, very helpful uh, tips. And um, so you also mentioned something about uh, the leader knowing um, where to focus on. So it's more of the building that, um, the culture that you want your team to have. Once everything is clear that, you know, I trust my team to do this because I've delegated the tasks that they need to do and they're clear on that, um, you're building that sense of uh, empowerment, culture of empowerment. Um, you value your team's contribution as well, right? Um, is it like, is it aligned to what you're saying? Is what I'm saying is aligned to what you're saying? Absolutely. To me, it's really important when I'm leading a team that I'm, I don't ever become a micromanager because micromanagers are not actual leaders, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we fall <laughs> back into that micromanagement piece, um, especially, you know, if that's what you're used to, or you still have like some trust issues from maybe previous experiences. So we want to make sure that, or at least when I'm working with the team, I want to make sure that I'm building a self-managed team. Mm -hmm. The team is able to operate together. And if I was somehow taken out of the team or I was sick or I went on vacation, they can operate without me. That's what I feel is like a really empowered team where they feel like they, doesn't matter what's on their plate, together as a business, as a company, we're going to continue to move forward. And it's that self-management piece that I think is really important. That takes us some time to get there. We have mm -hmm. to have some really dedicated team members. And that's where, as you were saying, an inclusive team helps because we're all working together at the same time. Mm -hmm. All right. And, um, you know, those are very, uh, you know, you, you've taken us through the steps and I think those are very helpful tips for 
for audience who are listening right now. Um, and uh, when it comes to transcendent leadership, um, Amy, how do you relate that quality of a leader to how you help your clients um, understand their role when it comes to ensuring that project management, time management, and team alignment is in place? Yeah, so I, I'm a believer that um, no one is born a leader and that leadership can be learned and it needs to be practiced just like any other skill in order for us to really become the leader that our team, our people, our company needs. And, you know, there's three things that I feel like hold true. And for us to really become that transcendent leader for our business. And that is one, sticking to our vision and keeping really like alignment with that vision. We need to also have this dedication to the growth of our team via delegation, via creating those roles, creating those responsibilities. And we have to stay steadfast, steadfast, and only settle for clarity. And so what that means is that, you know, without clarity, a silly metaphor, but without clarity, it's like driving with a fogged up windshield, right? We might make it to our destination, but it, there's also this really high chance of a catastrophe that's going to happen if we're driving with a fogged up out. So if we're moving forward as a leader and we have no clarity whatsoever, we have no vision on where we're going, it, we're not gonna be able to see what's ahead of us. And we're not gonna build that team. We're not gonna be the leader that we are meant and being called upon to be. And so we have to really be focused on these three things succinctly together. And not one is more important than the other. They're all, they all have the same amount of importance. And so I think that's really important because without that, there's no long-term success. We're not going to continue building. We're not going to be a servant to our, to our clients, to our business, to the world. We're not going to make that impact. And so we really have to figure out where can we sit really naturally and continue to grow ourselves in this leadership of our company. Mm -hmm. Wow, wow, powerful words. And um, I like that you mentioned those three things and that they're all important. Um, you know, one without the other, uh, it's not going to work uh, if you wanted to move forward to um, reach that level of uh, transcendent leadership. All right. So, Amy, uh, where can they find you? Yeah, so you can find me online at my website, amyedge.com. Super simple. You can also find me on Instagram at uh, Instagram.com slash amyedgeco. And so those are the best two places to reach me. Feel free to DM me or send me an email. And I would love to chat with anybody around how to uh, create space in their business for an operational leader to come on board and really help uh, take their business to the next level, whatever mm -hmm. that means to them. And I think right now is, um, you know, if you have, if they haven't done so, right now is the best time to connect with you because it's the start of the year and, uh, you know, um, planning is very important. So if they're not very clear of the things that they needed to do and prioritize, 
it's best to connect with you now, <laughs> um, you know, to, to start the year right and to plan out uh, a very successful 2021. And so I'll put your uh, website information as well as um, other links that, you, that will be helpful for our audience to um, get a hold of you. Uh, and I really encourage people who are listening to really um, connect with our guests because, um, you know, we invite guests who are sharing their expertise and uh, valuable insight and information um, to our audience. So uh, what I learned from you in this very short conversation is quite um, powerful for me as well as a, you know, as a consultant, as a coach, and uh, you know, just knowing the importance of uh, the things that you needed to focus on when it comes to urgency, important, and what are the things that we needed to get rid of, right? That's very important as well. <laughs> All right, well, thanks so much, Amy. Um, uh, you know, um, I encourage our audience to reach out to you. And again, it will be very um, helpful for you and your business as well. So thank you. And uh, I'd like to thank everyone who are joining us today. Uh, join us again in another episode of our Transcendent Leader podcast. So in each of our episodes, you will hear about the mindsets, the attributes, and the behaviors we need to level up our lives, our leadership to the transcendent level. You will get the tips and actionable strategies that you can apply in your relationships, work, and society. Growth mindset, empathy, trust, resilience, emotional intelligence, intercultural intelligence, leading in a diverse and inclusive workplace. These are just some of the topics that you will get out of our episodes. After tuning in on each episode, you will surely keep coming back for more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, and I look forward to having you join me on the next episode. See you next time!